In the land of the free where the blacks enslave Three-fifths of a man, I believe's the phrase I'm 50% of Doucet and it's dead free, yeah 100% of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat, uh Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece 100% of title to bust it up with my cheese, uh Smokes, my niggas won't ever work together You run a checker, but they never give you leverage No red hat, don't Michael and Prince me and yay They separate you when you got Michael and Prince's DNA, uh one of these house niggas you bought my house like a resort my house bigger than yours my spot come on man my route better of course we started without food in our mouth they gave us pork and pig intestines shit you discarded that we ingested we made the project a wave you came back reinvested and gentrified it took niggas sense of pride now how that's free and them people stole the soul and hit niggas with 360s i ain't got a billion streams got a billion dollars inflating numbers like we po be happy about this we was praising Billboard, but we were young Now I look at Billboard like, is you dumb? To this day, Grandma afraid what I might say They gonna have to kill me, Grandmama, I'm not their slave <laughs> Check out the bazaar, rapping style used by me The HOV, look at my hair free, carefree Niggas ain't there free, enjoy your chains What's your employer name with the hairpiece? I survived a hood, can't no shaitan rob me My account's so good, I'm practically living tax-free Factory, that's me, sold drugs, got away, scot-free That's a C-C-E, copy, kill free, steal me And expect me to not feel away To this day, you would say, y'all kill me Sucker free, no shucking me I don't jive turkey, I say happy Thanksgiving Shit sound like a murder to me Smoke free, all of y'all calling out toll free Label rob you for millions, yet you wanna put a hole in me Sugar free, season but I'm soft free You lay a hand on hold my shoe to shoot for free I promise World War 3 Send an order through a hands free Kill you in 24 hours or shorter You can't ignore the hand speed On guard, it's off the head, this improv But it's no comedy Sign I fail, hell no. Nah. <laughs>
we got to talk about this Illinois weed law. And I guess we got to discuss that when you see us or when they see us, excuse me. Netflix dropped a bomb on us. <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to discuss that. Of course, we're going to get into a little BA talk because I told y'all what was going to happen and it's happening. But I'm not going to toot my own horn too early. We'll get into all that. So sit back, relax. I tell you every week, but I'm going to tell you again. Get it rolled up now. Because when the hit blunt segment come, I don't want to hit at you. <laughs> get it rolled up. Get it ready. Sit back. Relax. And enjoy the fifth episode of Allegedly This Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, children and babies, allegedly, this podcast is back. And this week's black business to look out for is Lime Skulls. Lime Skulls was created by my beautiful, bubbly, artsy cousin. And it's actually an acronym that means live in moments, escape situations, kill uncertainty, love, laugh, succeed. It's pretty dope. I fucking love acronyms, actually. (laughs) Um, Her inspiration for creating this brand was to help give women the confidence they desire. The line consists of bold colors, unique styles, and designs, selling everything from home decor to swimsuits and everything in between. The website will launch this Saturday, June 8th, but you can find Lime Skulls right now on IG, Facebook, and Pinterest at Lime Skulls, L-I-M-E-S-K-U-L-L-S, or on Twitter at Lime Skulls 1. So yeah, I just spelled it out, just add a 1 to it, and you find it on Twitter. Um, so yeah ladies check out Lime Skulls whatever you need custom designs she can look out for you clothes um, pillows (laughs) all type of shit I seen her do it all and she'll take care of you check out Tell Our Century allegedly this podcast is back and um okay so allegedly Illinois is going to legalize marijuana, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. All right, so state lawmakers gave final approval to a bill Friday, May 31st, that would legalize marijuana. Governor J.B. Prisker said he's going to sign the bill, and it's going to make Illinois the first state to legalize marijuana sales via its legislature. The other states that legalized it, they did it via votes. And Prisker feels, quote, this will have... A transformational impact on our state, creating opportunity in the communities that need it most and giving so many a second chance. I hope you're right, guy, but it never works like that. We'll see. Um, Under the new law, which will go into effect January 1st, 2020, adults could buy and possess up to 30 grams of the flour along with edibles and um, small amounts of highly concentrated extracts, like the CBD oils, all that shit. Um, Non-residents could buy half the amount, but all consumers will have to pay, I think, up to a 35% tax on their purchases, depending on the potency. So the best shit going to be taxed at 35%. Okay. 
um, regulators will give preference points to members of minority groups seeking to get business licenses. Meaning we got first dibs on the um, the business licenses for the dispensaries and all that shit, according to the law. Like I said, it never works like that, so we'll see. Um, State-certified labs will test products for potency and contaminants. Don't really trust that. I don't know what the fuck y'all doing in them labs and what y'all putting in my shit. Fuck what y'all looking for, what y'all adding. Okay, it's believed that this will create jobs in communities around the state. And they say the money raised by the new taxes will first be dedicated to expunging an estimated 770,000 minor weed-related cases. That's cool. Illinois is the first state to include expungement provisions in the bill. Everybody else just said, hey, you niggas that got locked up before, y'all just locked up. <laughs> we ain't going to try to go back and make it right. So that's cool for Illinois to do that. Um, any tax money left over would be used to support drug treatments and enforcement programs, improve mental health counseling centers, um, bolster the state's general fund. That's what all the extra money's gonna do. This guy named Steve Hawkins, who is the executive director for the Pro Legalization Marijuana Policy Project, he worked with Prisca and lawmakers to write the bill. And he says cannabis was at the heart of our nation's disastrous war on drugs. This measure will improve people's lives on a level commensurate with the devastation wrought by prohibition. So I, I like his um his fancy word choices and shit. But as I said, we'll see when it happens because it never happens how they say it's going to happen. So Illinois is on the brink of replacing a shameful, destructive policy with the most far reaching cannabis law ever enacted. That's um, Steve Hawkins. That's not me. <laughs> Anti-legalization groups, they fought the Illinois proposal and promised that they weren't done opposing it. So that's that's all the information that I got from USA Today about the bill. And um, like I said, it sounds like a good thing. It'll definitely be less of a headache walking around with weed on you. But who really benefits? Like, um, don't JB got some 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 dispens he got some some money in weed already. So how 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 we don't know this some of this shit getting kicked back to him? And are we sure we can trust the government? Like with our weed? I'm not. I always said when weed was legal, I'm just gonna grow my own because I don't trust that they gonna sell me some shit that's not stepped on. Like, uh, I just don't trust it. They they put shit in everything else. They put shit in the food. So you can't tell me they're not going to put shit in my weed. And um, that 35% tax. I mean, it is what it is. It's just kind of wild when it's like. They don't have no plans to invest it. In education or after school programs Like none of the shit we really need Like the drug programs All that shit That's cool or whatever I guess No it's cool I'm not gonna take nothing away from that 
but we closed what fifty schools in the past three, four years, five years, however long it's been. All these fucking schools closed down. Like this, is the perfect opportunity to put some money back into education with weed. But they not, they they I don't they not trying to do that, and that's why I'm saying. I look. That's that's the first thing I looked at. Where was all the tax money gonna go to? Go to excuse me, and it going to pay for getting motherfuckers out of cases and shit. I'm all for that. I have no problem with that at all. But thirty five percent is enough to do that and put a little money in education. Maybe I'm just um politically retarded but I feel like 35 <laughs> percent that's that's a lot you could do something you could do more than just a couple things with 35 percent well again maybe I'm just politically and financially retarded I don't know I'm just not too certain that I'm ecstatic about this marijuana weed Law. I said marijuana weed. <laughs> Sound like the old niggas <laughs> smoking them twigs and things. Nah, but um, yeah, I'm just not certain that this was this is really for us or it's gonna really benefit us. Like, I I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, if the jobs that act, that that they say gonna come from it actually come from it, that'd be clutch. Because the opportunities, that'll cease a lot of the bullshit we seeing in the city. So if that helps, it, I mean, so that, that that helps. Not if it helps. It definitely helps. But if the money's not re- being reinvested into the community, then what's the point? I say this, though. Start your cannabis business now. You and all your homies just putting on for whatever. Y'all should be buying up all the pigs you can. Cause it's definitely about to get dry. I don't say no names, but I think one of my homies had to go OT to get back right. Like the government making it legal, it, it makes it more comfortable for us. But that's not about bro that's been pulling up on you for the past few years. Like it's not just you know, let's not just forget about him. And I said, I believe they said you allowed to grow up to like four plants on your residence. So my advice is grow your own shit or stick with what you know. Stick with what you know, meaning st- st- stick with bro that been pulling up on you when, when, when you was down and out. And you just needed that little eight for real quick. Don't give up on him. Fuck the government. They just taking money. Out of, out of our mouths, I rather I rather get this get this fifty to my man's now than the motherfucking government for some weed that I'm not necessarily sure about. I say yeah, your man's can do you like that too, but you can go do something about that. Fuck you gonna do with the government? Um, lace your shit because they gonna tell you that they didn't lace your shit and you just been crazy. So what you really gonna do? It's a crazy game out here, y'all. Be careful. All my all my all my weed heads, all my pot smokers, be careful. This is about to get real out here. And all my weed mans, 
we appreciate you. I ain't gonna let you go. I fuck the man. We go to the dispensaries when we on that type of time. Just regular old day. Calling up my boy. I'm not dealing with that shit. I don't trust the government to get me high. To get me high and then be able to come down. They'll get you high <laughs> and leave your ass up there. How you on all type of stupid drugs. Not me. Not gonna be me. So according to Forbes, allegedly Sean Jay-Z Carter has reached a billy. And even though we ain't touching a penny of it, niggas like me are happy as fuck for the man and his kids. Like, no bullshit. Shout out my boy for reaching the billy. CNN describes him as not only a superstar rapper, but also a fashion trendsetter, a streaming music mogul, and a sports management company owner. They also um, called him Mr. Beyonce Knows, but I won't gonna acknowledge that. I guess I shouldn't have said that because I acknowledged it. But nah, CNN, you petty for that. Um, a writer from Forbes, I think his name was Zach O'Malley Greenberg, he said, it's clear that Jay-Z has accumulated a fortune that conservatively totals $1 billion, making him one of a handful of entertainers to become a billionaire and the first hip-hop artist to do so. Again, shout out my boy, the first hip-hop artist to reach a billion. He's not a businessman. He a business, man. Man, who is business? Damn. He got a 70 million stake in Uber. I'm, uh, we, we, I'm not necessarily pocket watching. I'm just reading this Forbes article to you. <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm pocket watching, but it's all public. He got a $70 million stake in Uber. Owns 100% of the title to bust it up with his G's. I think he got a $70 million art collection. $70 million art collection. Do say worth 100 M's. 300 M's. Um, Ace of Spade worth. Rock Nation worth 75. When I say he got 100% of the title. That's worth 100. Real estate, like the art collection, like I said, his his catalog, because he owns his masters. Now, him and Beyonce was already a billionaire couple, seeing as how she worth $360 million. But now he had a billion himself from Marcy. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, they said in 2014, uh, Dre was the first hip-hop billionaire when he sold uh, Beats to Apple. And the deal was worth like $1.1 billion, but after like the local and state taxes, he didn't, he didn't net a billion. But it's, it's still commendable. He did his thing. But like for Jay to reach it without closing the big deal or selling no assets, uh, my man just woke up. To a check, deposits that motherfucker realized he he had made it to a ten figure nigga. Played "Can I Live," took him a shot of Duce, 
<laughs> clap Beyonce cheeks back to sleep. <laughs> no disrespect. But clap them cheeks back to sleep after he seen he had a billy. What a wonderful fucking life. And what make it more incredible is the nigga look out. Like how you freeing the whole rap game and still just wake up a billionaire. Legal fees ain't cheap. You know, because allegedly he paid for Meek shit. 21 Savage shit. Wayne had some problems. He looked out for him all. Remember he told you he gave Kanye 20 million without blinking. He gave him 20 minutes on stage. Fuck was he thinking? <laughs> like it's Kanye. How do you jeopardize a relationship like that? Boy, uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, none of us know. But them two, like, they don't only two know how close they really was. It just seemed like from the outside looking in, that friendship slash business relationship, it could have went, went as far as Kanye wanted it to. I think that's one of the things me and Jay got in common. Like, how we fuck with you solely depends on your energy, your mindset, and your actions. Like we, I'm not trying to compare myself to the great, but that's something we got in common. Just because me and you got something in common don't mean I'm going to kick it with you, nigga. <coughs> like, I don't, you know, it, that's not what that means. I got to test your belief system first. I got to see how strongly you believe whatever you claim you believe before I can say I can say we share the same ideals and shit. Cause you niggas is good at talking, good at talking that shit that, and making it sound good. And get put under that pressure to defend your position, niggas fold, and I mean that figuratively and literally. You niggas fold. I feel like Hove operate the same way. Like, of course, I never met that nigga. Cause if I had, I have a Rockefeller chain right now. <laughs> it's funny. My stepson, who will now, who will from here on out be referred to as my son, because we don't do that step shit in my house. Not that I'm trying to take nobody place or nothing, but honestly, I feel like I got more to offer than other people. Uh, long story short, I'm a really nigga <laughs> than my son's pops, but that's a topic. For a later date <laughs> Back to the story My son Like he obsessed with this YouTube channel Called FGTV It's just a family that play video games And do cool shit So whenever he get mad at me and his mama He say he wanna live with FGTV <laughs> So me trying to find a nice way To say that shit is done I told him About how I always wanted a Rockefeller chain Basically saying you're not gonna always get, you're not gonna always be able to get what you want to get in life. Sometimes and he looked at me like, "The fuck does that have to do with what I want?" And you a goofy for wanting to change that bad. He ain't said, of course, but that's what he looked at me like. That's what the look on his face told me. <laughs> I'm so far off on the tangent. Let me get back. Hold on. Okay, so Jada Goat. I said it two episodes ago. I'm going to say it again. Nine times out of ten, he your favorite rapper, favorite rapper. 
Unless, like, you rock with Lil Skies heavy or something. <laughs> unless your... Unless you Trippy Red number one fan, your favorite rapper idolized Jay-Z. He been my favorite rapper for some time now. And him being the first to touch a Billy makes my opinion feel validated, you know. Make it feel like I knew what I've been talking about. I told you niggas. I remember, um... <laughs> Remember my, my, my cousin got mad because I said Tupac was a weirdo and he wasn't really lyrically on shit. But Tupac would never be in this position Jay in. He was getting fucked his whole career. Jay ain't never go out like that. <laughs> you can't go out like that and reach a billy. And did y'all see him at the uh, Webster Hall shit? He explained the 92 bricks. I think they was only, um, what'd he say? He was getting them for, for 10. Or he was getting them. I can't remember, but he, he was getting them for, for so low that losing them wasn't that bad of a loss, according to him. Because <laughs> I'll be capping. To my boy Hefe <laughs> about how he lost the bricks and still made the Billy. I don't know if I ever really necessarily believed it, but I guess him saying that he was getting them for as low as he said he was getting them makes sense. This ain't Coke talk. We ain't going to do the, uh, you know, shout out Max B. Heard he getting out. I think he just released a single. Well, he just released something. I ain't going to say a single, but he just released some music. I got to go check that out. My boy Max B. He started this whole wave, you niggas, on all this singing, rapping shit. They gave that man 75. We're not going to even speak on the rest of that shit. I don't, you know, because I don't know what he allegedly did or what he allegedly didn't do. But to give a nigga 75 years, that shit is crazy. I think they gave my, um, I got a cousin in Wisconsin. They gave 120 for, for, for a rate that he didn't, uh, he didn't, he, he, he was just around. He didn't necessarily even do the shit. He just on some of that Central Park Five when they see us type shit in Wisconsin. I think he was 17. They gave, they gave my boy 120. He been in that motherfucker most of my life. It's just a system of motherfuckers. And, and I think we're going to have to, I think we're going to have to touch on that in just a minute. I'd be remiss if I didn't remember to congratulate my boy, the God, the GOAT, Jay-Z, for making sure his grandkids and his kids are wealthy beyond measure. And I'm going to make sure me and my, me and my boys, me and my lady, we're going to follow the blueprint. <laughs>
So allegedly, Ava DuVernay and Netflix released a four-part docuseries entitled When They See Us, based off the Central Park Five case from the late 80s, early 90s. Black people are mad. Now, I initially said I wasn't going to watch it. It was like I read and seen enough slavery stories, enough discrimination stories to last a lifetime. I'm trying not to willingly allow negative energy into my soul right now, but life is about balance. Shout out to Thanos. (laughs) No, no bullshit. It's no such thing as good or bad. It's just what you take from, from shit. It's yin and yang with everything. So it's definitely some good to take from this. Everybody thinking about their rights as citizens, their rights as humans. Like, uh, I, I like that. It made me truly appreciate the era I be- became a man in for the first time. Like, the fact that so much information is available to me today is a blessing and a curse, of course, but... Again, nothing is good or bad. It's just, it it just is whatever you perceive. So I choose to receive the blessings of the information and fight through the curse of the false information. I sound kind of profound, but real shit though. Things just are what they are. Growing up in the late 70s and 80s, I can imagine like, it's not about what I can imagine. Growing up in the late 70s and 80s, they didn't have the blessing and the curse that I have of all this information at my end. They just didn't. The information they received was what they wanted them to receive. You know, that's how the news could laugh for 30 years about JFK being shot in the back of the head while all the evidence show that he got got his shit pushed back from the front. Because if you weren't privy to the alternative information, you just wouldn't know at that time. I I guess I'm setting up an excuse for, for those five little boys' parents. Like lower class, lower middle class, whatever label you want to give them. Minority parents at that time, they largely didn't know shit about their laws, their rights on this land. Hell, they they still they still wasn't fully certain they had them. They had rights. They was the first generation of quote-unquote African-Americans with civil rights. They was just as scared of America as free slaves was 120 years prior. You've seen um, the boy Antron Pops talking to the cop, looking like a damn runaway slave. They didn't know they right, so they believed whatever they was told. And fear took over, and they just all, they just all started telling on each other, telling on people they never met. Because they was told they could go home. Now, I know we we shouldn't on the justice system right now. Of course, we should. We shouldn't on the white man right now. Cool, uh, we should. But at what point does personal responsibility become a factor in this? 
like I said, I know they was young. I know they didn't know their rights. But fuck all that. You're not about to convince me I raped somebody when I know I didn't. I don't care how long I've been in interrogation or how many ass whoopings I took. I'm just not I'm I'm just gonna be one lumped up motherfucker crying in the corner. <laughs> like bro, hold on, what the fuck y'all talk about, bro? I ain't touched nobody. I don't know who the fuck a Raymond Jones or Antro no I don't, Kevin I don't know these people. What are y'all talking about? Like <laughs> I just don't know, officer. Please stop beating. I don't know. I'm going home. You're not finna just keep somebody. I mean, I guess you're gonna keep beating on me, but I'm not finna. I didn't do shit. You're not finna say I raped a bitch. I didn't do it. I know if I say I didn't do it long enough, you either gotta let me go or you gotta do something. I guess unless four other motherfuckers saying I did it, and that's the only reason I kind of, kinda. Looked at them all sideways when they just start capping about seeing people they never seen in their life rape a woman. But they were young. They didn't know no good. Like, ultimately, I understand. It's on the, it's on the justice system preying on them young boys. Like, I, I get it. Well, I, I understand how you can break down in a situation like that. I just know... As a nigga that used to try to get away with shit, you definitely ain't going to tell me I did some shit I didn't do. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, it's just ultimately, it's just the justice system preying on them young boys. So if it wasn't them, it was going to be somebody that looked just like them going down for it. Your man's Donald Trump a motherfucker, ain't he? <laughs> this situation taught him everything he needed to know about America. He got his whole base from this. When he put that that pay eighty five bands to put that ad out, talking about the death, bringing the death penalty back to kill these young ass boys. You think he apologized when he actually found the real killer? When they actually found a real killer, you do. You thought wrong. <laughs> the boy ain't no apologies. I say he figured out everything he need to know about. He needed to know about America. When they when when they all rallied against it, rallied against them little five minorities. Cause it was four black boys and a Hispanic boy. I don't want to keep saying black boys, but shit, it was majority black boys. So fuck it. It was good to see we had a few soldiers on the front line protesting and shit. You know, because even though, like I said, we largely don't know our rights, we all know it's a plot against us. Ultimately, it didn't really matter, though, because that, that trial was a shit show. They ain't get them boys no chance. That was a damn shame. Like, they clearly fucked up evidence. The stories was all wrong, all type of shit. Like, them, that case should have been thrown out a long time ago, they were still found guilty because reasonable doubt don't apply to poor minorities. They just don't apply to us. So they had to they had to go sit down for some shit they didn't do. And there's plenty of stories like that. And that's why I say I don't know why y'all 
I don't understand like the outrage. Like, what y'all mad about? Rodney King got beat on tape, and they tore up L.A. And then everything, everything was just cool after a while. Like, I don't know what y'all think it takes to be free. And this isn't the podcast to um, promote violence. But it's no such thing as a revolution without bloodshed. And I'm not, like I said, this isn't the podcast to promote violence. I'm just saying... I don't know if y'all know what y'all ask for. But I think y'all do because y'all just ask for the minimum. Y'all don't ask. It's not even ask. I, I, don't, I don't get why we asking for anything in the first place. When we built everything, I told you last week, the planet is ours. We're the father of civilization, but that's a whole nother story. That I already got into. Go back to episode four of Allegedly This Podcast if you want to know who the original man is. I just, for one, I want us to stop asking for shit and take what we want. But we got to understand what a revolution is. A revolution can never be televised. Because a lot of terrible things have to happen for a revolution to be successful. We don't, we, if, now, like I said, if we just want to keep accepting what it is to accept, then that's that. Um, and keep watching these slave movies and these sad stories and get mad for two days and we can keep losing people who who are really trying to do work for us and mourn them for two weeks and leave them alone. Like, I haven't forgotten about Nipsey, but I just need more information to come out because I'm not going to speak on bullshit on the nigga I highly respect. But, I don't know whether you guys forgot or not. They killed, they've killed or sabotaged every leader we've ever had to the point where they put puppet leaders and make you guys think those guys are really who they say they are. Al Sharpton was never for us, and now y'all surprised they found out he was a fed. He's been one from the beginning. They don't. They, it's it's a dirty game, and I don't know if y'all willing to get as dirty as it takes to win this game that we found ourselves in. I told my niggas, I'm ready when y'all are. Not just my niggas. I, I tell I'm ready when y'all are. I'll be on the front line, but I'm not. 
I just told my lady, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not risking what I, I'm, I'm taking care of mine until y'all got the right mindset. And then I'll lay it all down if y'all really ready to do what it really takes. I don't know how many times I can say this isn't a podcast that promotes violence, but y'all know what I'm talking about, man. That's just a pipe dream. Um, I'm going to relax. Like I said to you guys already. Allegedly, this podcast is back. And we're recording this Tuesday evening. And I'm kind of irritated that it's not an NBA Finals game on. Like, I love the finals, but I hate the finals because it's like the end of the basketball season. Even though basketball is year-round with the draft and free agency and summer league, everything, it it just still sucks when the season ends every year. Like, I used to feel that with the NFL after the Super Bowl, but I don't really care about the NFL no more, so it don't matter. But this shit still hurts with NBA. But like I said, it don't hurt as much because you still got summer league, you got free agency, you got storylines all year. Um, Storyline I want you guys to follow is how I'm right so far with my prediction. I told you Toronto will win game one. They did. I told you Golden State will win game two. They did. And um, I told you, you should just bet your money on me when I make picks. I always pick right. Like, to the point, my homies don't even bet on um, basketball games and shit like that with me. Basketball outcomes and shit. Because I got it down pat. (laughs) I got it to a science. Like, I I understand what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Because a lot of... We're not going to lie. A lot of this shit is rigged. And I know who they want to rig shit for. But that's a topic for another day. I like that I say that a lot. It's topics for another day because that means I'll have topics for other days. (laughs) See how that works? Um, Well, yeah. Cool. I got to step up. I, I, I said he was the best player in the league and he's doing his thing, but he got a he 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 should have closed out game two. They could have took game two and, and and really put Golden State in a pickle. K D would have had to be coming back right now. But they couldn't close it. I don't I think neither one of them hit a shot for like three minutes. Golden State didn't hit a shot for like five minutes, but Toronto didn't hit a shot for a while either. It was it it was it was crazy. After right after Clay got hurt, I think it was like eight minutes left. Like nobody could hit a shot. That's the Kawhi gotta close that out. Kyle Lowry gotta stop being a playoff Kyle Lowry and start being regular season Kyle Lowry. Or at least be Eastern Conference Finals Kyle Lowry when he was playing the Bucks. Be that nigga something. He was he was nice against Lebleso. 
I guess Steph putting him through the things. He playing D. He 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 always plays D. He helps out on defense, and but he keep he keep getting in foul trouble. He gotta relax. Um, that boy Siakam went crazy game one. I knew he wasn't gonna be able to duplicate that game two, but I I expect him to have a solid game three. I'm thinking maybe around like 23, 24 points. Good percentage. See, I can go help him out. Because I'm thinking, like I, I I think I told y'all, I, I got Toronto grabbing game three. Even though after game two, I feel like Golden State got the momentum to go up 2-1. I still think it's going to be tied after game four. Regardless of who gets game three. But I'm kind of wavering on who I got for game three, but I'm still going to Toronto. I think that, I, I think Kawhi and them going to go on the Oracle and grab that up. Just because motherfuckers don't expect them to. They're going to go grab that up. Which would be great. Because now they put Golden State at a disadvantage. So that would be great. Down 2-1. Force KD to have to come back if he can. If he don't play game four, it's a wrap. He's not coming back. And I don't. Th- I, I said that I didn't think he was coming back anyway. Because now it's not even about Golden State. If y'all win, y'all win. That's cool. I get a ring. If we lose, I don't care. I got two rings, two finals MVPs, and I'm finna go max out somewhere else and try to show the world why I'm that nigga. So KD is in a win-win situation. I think only way he could lose is coming back and not looking good. So it's best that he don't come back, in my opinion. For what? You, me, and everybody in the hood know <laughs> you not coming back to Golden State. So, what's the what's the point of coming back? Like I said, if you if they win, you get a ring. You probably, well, I guess if he come back and close the series out, he can. Get finals MVP, and then you get three rings, three finals MVPs. Now you can cap. But it's like, if you do that, then why not stay for four and try to do the four-peat that nobody ever did? If you come back and say today, you might as well move with them to um, San Francisco. Because they're in Oakland right now, ain't they? They're moving to San Francisco, new stadium. So yeah, you might. As, I don't. I I think it's no way he stays, regardless if he comes back and saves the day, or if he don't come back, or if he comes back and they still lose. Like any situation, I don't think he stays. But coming back, saving the day, and then staying wouldn't be bad. Because now it's like. All that they don't need me talk is done. 
motherfucker's still gonna give Steph his respect, Clay his respect. But if he comes back, Clay gone. So I actually kind of want KD to come back because that means Clay gonna leave. They won't have enough to max Clay out. And then he coming to play where his daddy played in LA. Now he next to LeBron. And my next fall is looking wonderful. KD, stay stay in Golden State, my G. Fuck what everybody talking about, man. OKC called you Mr. Unreliable. Imagine what New York gonna call you. Don't even put yourself through that, my boy. Just 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 stay in Golden State. You know? I know Suge make it sound good. You tired of Steph Curry? All in the videos. Shooting all the threes. Getting all the love. Come to New York. I know that's what is that's that's what you hear in your head, but nah. Stay in Golden State and show them niggas that Steph Curry ain't better than Steph Curry if you got the ball because niggas ain't fucking with you. Like, Steph Curry, you change the narrative. Make Steph Curry the luxury. Like, yeah, that just, that, that, that little light-skinned shooting nigga, yeah, he my sidekick. I run this show. And y'all know what it is. like. But you got to move more off the ball. Because after, shout out to Nick Wright, I didn't notice that. Until he said, like, you don't move off the ball at all. And you used to, I think. Like, they used to set uh, down screens for you in OKC. Back screens. and Like, you, you used to move a little bit off the ball. Westbrook wouldn't give you the ball, but you moved. <laughs> now, now it's just you just own one of the blocks. Like, give me the ball, bitch ass niggas. <laughs> Cause y'all call me over here. <laughs> is that what it is? Give me the ball, bitch ass niggas. Cause y'all call me over here. That's how KD feel. Damn. This offseason is finna be a motherfucker. I can't wait. Motherfucking um. Motherfucking, somebody got to come to the Lakers, G. Pelicans got to stop acting like some hoes and make that trade. Like, who? what else y'all going to do? Just give them to New York and, and get less than what you could get out of pride? That shit sick. Just give them to us. Like, y'all niggas ain't going nowhere, no way. Zion leaving in four years, like, just give it up. <laughs> Nobody wants to play in the Smoothie King Center. Let my boy AD come to L.A. Y'all go ahead, take Kuzma, all them little niggas, whoever y'all want. We go ahead, compete for championships. Y'all go ahead, compete for the first round, second round. And balance is restored in the NBA. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. But I can't wait till tomorrow night or tonight. Excuse me. Because. Yeah, I can't wait till tonight. 
<laughs> when this motherfucking game come on. So I can see if I'm right again. Anybody want to place any bets? Game to game. I'm not necessarily betting on the series. We can bet game to game. What y'all trying to do? Hit me up. I got the I, I got the gambler's itch. We can do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put the children and babies to bed. Allegedly, this podcast is back. And your favorite segment returns. The head blunt segment. Did you did you did you get it rolled up when I told you to get it rolled up? You didn't. Man, why 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 y'all listen, man? All right, hold on. I, last time, I'm gonna let you hit this last time. Let me get my shit together. Hold on. Let me get my shit together. Mm. Alright, so now we well equipped. Hopefully, you got it rolled up. If you didn't hit, hit this. Mm. I see you. <laughs> That shit, nigga. Okay. We all well equipped. Well, no, we're not all well equipped. Did you grab your thinking cap? Did you reach over and grab that? Reach over and grab your thinking cap. You're going to need it. Silver, allegedly, this podcast, we, gonna, we, we like to make you think. Think about things you might not have ever thought about. So let me get my equipment and we're gonna get right to it, you know. <laughs> you know, cause it's legal now. <laughs> if you have sex with a person with no hands, can they still catch feelings? <laughs> <coughs> they can't catch a ball, but they can catch feelings. That shit crazy. Bruh, what color are mirrors? I feel like that was a stupid question, but can you answer it? Let me know. <clears throat> At one point in time, you were the youngest person alive. Bet you never thought about that. That's why I tell you, put your thinking caps on. Because if you ain't got it on, your mind gonna explode. Like your thinking cap protects your mind from exploding. I need y'all to hear me, man. (laughs) Did you know you can tune a guitar, but you can't guitar a tune? (laughs) Nobody's ever guitared a tune. Hey Pete, write the word bed. Or or just think about the word bed. Don't it look like a bed? <laughs> That's some shit. Jaden Smith face. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Look, if you were born in America and you moved to Africa, does that make you an American African? Because they try to call me an African American. So you got to be an American African. Why is it when you buy a bigger bed, you have more bedroom, but less bedroom? Enunciation matters. You see what I did there? If humans can see water, can fish see air? And if they can't, why not? Why are we so blessed? Cause we, 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 we black y'all We black y'all We blacker than black And we black y'all And we the father of civilization Go check out episode 3 Of allegedly this podcast If you want to know more about that <clears throat> Doesn't expecting the unexpected Make the unexpected The expected It, it, it does I expect the unexpected. So the unexpected is what I expect. (laughs) It's pretty straightforward, huh? Think about this. If you remember something you forgot, did you ever really forget it? I guess that's why they call it slip your mind. Because you didn't forget, it just slipped your mind. How did it slip your mind, though? <laughs> now, I don't even know what other word to use, but I guess that's why they landed on slip. <laughs> hey, do they call it a pilot episode because it's the first one they put on air? blown is that is that why they call it a pilot episode yo why do school serve us milk for lunch and juice for breakfast you know and why they didn't teach us about taxes and shit like I got a lot of questions about school that's why I always told my mama college wasn't for me she wasn't trying to hear that shit I think she understands now after I dropped out twice it it just wasn't it just wasn't for me only thing I feel like I could have got out of college is the the network I could have met some people doing what I'm trying to do and I'll still take classes, but I'm not you know, trying to get no degree or nothing, you know. I'll just continue to seek my knowledge on my own, read my books, watch my documentaries, accept the blessing information 
fight the curse of false information. all you can do in this world I'm just glad I have my family my lady <coughs> excuse me my kids I got my sisters at my house right now at my house feels nice my boys they're not here but once I got them I got married. Everything is going to be okay. Ladies and gentlemen, children and babies, allegedly, this podcast is finito. This episode is finito. Shout out to Chief Keith. Um, five episodes. I'm I'm very proud of myself and I'm very I'm very pleased that you guys are along with me on this ride. And it's gonna continue. I promise you. I know I say it every week, but it's gonna continue. I personally feel like I'm finding a rhythm. A little feedback from you guys to help. Whatever you want to talk about, let me know. However you feel about the show, let me know. Good or bad, I don't care. Let me know. Let's talk about it. That's what this that's that's what this platform is for. Let's talk about it. We will be having guests soon. I promise you. I'm just trying to set everything up. Like I, I this is gonna be this is gonna be a big production soon. What I'm doing right now is the build up. It's the setup. And and, and the takeoff is gonna be amazing. So if you're on this ride right now, if you've been on this ride since episode one, I appreciate you so much. And you get first dibs on anything that's going on with, with this platform. Because we're definitely gonna expand. Allegedly, this podcast, City Streets. Thanks for listening.